Welcome to Just Rockets Podcast 365. My name is Shay, and today is April 8th, 2019. Well, hope you had a wonderful weekend, and today is Monday, so the start of the week. And uh, the markets really had a pretty flat open for Monday. And we haven't seen a lot going on today really across the board, whether you look at the U.S. equities, Europe, or Asia. Uh, FX trade was flat as well. Rates, uh, generally speaking, were up and down one basis point, depending on which sovereign debt you're looking at. So pretty flat across the board, with the exception of oil, which was up about 2.5% on the news of, of some additional cuts. I will not get into that right now, right away, because our main topic today is oil. So let's get get to it. Now, I touched on oil last week a little bit, and I really want to get into some depth here today. Uh, because oil has been a pretty volatile trade for the past six months. If you go back to October of last year, uh, both the West Texas Intermediary and Brent Crude both had all time, um, not all time highs, but pretty um, pretty high closes. So WTI closed at seventy five dollars. Brent Crude closed at eighty five dollars, and then it took a big crushing. Uh, coming into a really end of December when it bottomed out. And then since then, since the end of December, since the market also bottomed around the same time, you've had a really, really good upswing on the oil side. And that's a really good sign for the economy as a whole because a lot of individuals were thinking out there, a lot of investors were thinking out there that the oil is representing not only um, you know, it's it's really repricing in demand, and demand's going to fall because the global economy is slowing down, and because of the tariffs and everything else that's going on. You know, U.S. is in trouble, and all the other stuff. So all that risk out there has been repriced now, right? And what we're seeing is that the economy is not slowing down at a significant pace; it is slowing down a little bit. So you know, it, that is reflected here in the price of oil. Remember, oil is a commodity. It's dependent on supply and demand. One of those uh, variables have to shift for the price to shift, whether it's supply or demand, quantity demanded or 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 the quantity supplied. It always have to that always have to has to make a shift. If you follow the oil market, you will know that WTI and Brent crude are highly correlated to each other. They don't have a one correlation, but they have, in my mind. 0.85 to 0.95 correlation depending on you know the supply and demand metrics if you will so what is the west texas in- intermediary it, it is a u.s based index that's based out of cushing oklahoma is it, it came about to be in some 1912 i believe and uh the goal was for it to become the world's uh index if you will but really Brent crude the uh the north sea crude index has really taken that hat and uh, really has done well with becoming the world's um, uh, oil crude oil index, if you will. And um, so a lot of the a lot of the trading that's in around the world is is pegged to the Brent crude pricing. Now, there is a difference between oil quality between the two, even though it's pretty small. Uh, Brent crude is supposed to be just a little bit better in quality. It's a little, little bit more sweet, I believe. Than the um, than the WTI crude. So as we're going through here, I will we'll, we'll go through some facts and then kind of go through some economic data and then go into where the oil price may be going from here on out. As most of us know, that 
U.S. is now the largest producer of oil in the world. It, the U.S. produces 17.8 million barrels of, of crude a day. Saudi Arabia comes in second at 12.4, and Russia is 11.4. So Saudi Arabia and Russia are a major contributor to the price of oil these days. So they, they really do supply a significant amount of oil in the world. Uh, Canada, China, Iraq, Iran, UAE, Brazil, they all come in, um, you know, in single digits, if you will, you know, 5 million, 4 million, and then downwards, right? But one name you do not see here is Venezuela. Now, Venezuela is really not producing that much oil. And that's a major, major concern since Venezuela has one of the largest reserves of oil, good quality oil in the world. They have something like 300 billion uh, worth of reserves and they're not really producing so that's a major major supply shift now uh, russia has taken over some of that and you know and has benefited from that cut um, but you have to look at it from the standpoint of of who's the, the biggest producers and u.s saudi arabia and russia are really the what i would call market makers here when it comes to oil and u.s production has significantly increased in the past three years i remember looking at production about three, four years ago, and U.S. was producing somewhere around 9, 10, 11 million, million barrels a day. Now it's at 17. So in the past three years, U.S. production has increased by almost 70%. That's amazing, amazing feat, even with all the, all the volatility we've had here at oil, right? It's done a great, great job. Now, the biggest consumer of oil in the world is also the U.S. Then it's China, India, and Russia goes on from there right so we are the biggest producer we also well we also are the biggest consumer of oil we consume 20 million plus barrels a day of oil here in the u.s so definitely we've, we've come a long way from where we were 10 years ago but uh, we have a long now let's talk about some pricing risk and then some data that's coming out this week right and who is reporting it wti is currently trading at $64.40. Brent crude is trading at $71.10. Uh, they both are up double digits. WT has a 40% since the bottom uh, end of December, and Brent crude is up almost 35% since the bottom, right? So they both have had a pretty good run. Now, the risk associated uh, with these prices are a few, right? Price the, uh, uh, the risk of the upside and the downside, right? So, you know, you've already had the Venezuela production priced into the oil, right? You know, they've had cut productions for a while now that's already pricing the oil what hasn't been been pricing is iran and and the u.s going back and forth like you know they're calling each other names one calling the other one terrorists and then the other one calling them uh them terrorists too so that's going there's a lot of back and forth like that right now right so that's causing some some risk premium in the price of oil then you have opec countries you know that are some are are cutting production others are not now you have Saudi Arabia that has cut production, and, and, and they said they would. They've ignored uh, President Trump with his request to increase production. That instead of keeping, keeping the same, they have actually cut the production. Russia has cut production as well because they all want to keep the price higher. And that's why Russia is actually uh, supporting Venezuela, you know, Maduro, right? Because they want conflict there. Because if, if Venezuela is not producing much oil, that means russia can take hold and and have larger market share so it's pretty pretty uh pretty smart of putin there for now let's move on to demand side risk right so beginning of the of the year late last year the risk was 
the demand for oil is going to decline because you have China and the U.S. in a trade dispute. They're slowing down. They may go into a recession. Tariffs are hurting both countries. And that was kind of the economic backdrop, right? And why? Because U.S. and China are the largest consumer of oil. So if they drop production, uh, if they drop consumption of oil, that affects the price of oil, period, right? But uh, three, three months ago, that was the case. Now people are thinking there's a slowdown. The Chinese, you know, economy is, is rebounding pretty, pretty well. The U.S. economy has slowed down a little bit, but not a whole lot, you know, where the Fed is not, not on pause. So you really don't have a demand issue right now in the U.S. or China, and hence why you're seeing this recovery in oil. So we've talked about geopolitical risk. We've talked about, we've talked about uh, supply and demand risk. Now let's talk about FX risk, right? You know, the U.S. Uh, dollar. US is very important when it comes to oil pricing. Oil trades in US dollars, right? So if if the dollar gets stronger, the price of oil will come down per barrel. If the dollar gets weaker, the price of oil will increase, right? Uh, all else being equal, of course, right? So, you know, holding everything else constant. So that's what happens when you have a um, FX change, the currency change. Now, right now, you have the, the Fed at pause, Yields are at the moment pretty stable, and we, we we suspect that's going to be the case. So FX should not be a major issue. Now, if uh, the Fed begins to cut rates or vice versa, then you can see a lot more volatility in the price of oil. But right now, I don't think there's going to be much, and we'll talk about it if that does come up. But at the moment, that's not a major risk in my mind. But we'll see. One other geopolitical risk that I forgot to mention uh, was Libya. Now, Libya has. Uh, you know, cut production because it's having a lot of internal issues. And that's a major, major risk that could push the price higher if the production cuts stay in for a longer period of time. Now let's talk about some of the energy reports that are coming out this week. Now, prefacing that, a lot of banks have already raised their price targets for oil you know, between 66 and 68 and $71 per barrel uh, based on demand you know, uh, expectations and all, all that globally. So now we have this week we're coming uh, we have the U.S. Energy Information Administration releasing their energy outlook. Uh, we have the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries their monthly r- reports coming out on Wednesday, and then we have the IEA that's releasing their oil market report on Thursday. So that could add to a lot of volatility here in the market, but make sure you look at those and you know as you're investing. I know many of you have many tools to way to invest in in oil. A lot, a lot of you may invest in individual stocks. Others may use ETFs or ETNs or buy futures in the commodity space, and you know you you know do all that. But make sure you understand some of these risks associated with oil by itself, and those instruments that you may be using also have their own risks, right? But you have to think, you have to think about these these risks when it comes to oil because oil could be a very risky investment. Uh, it looks straightforward, but it's not, right? So think about that as you're investing. Now, uh, before we close, let's just chat about some of the technicals for WTI and Brent. That both are showing that oil has been overbought, has is in need of a simple correction, um, a technical correction to to consolidate and then move up from there. But uh, it is very close to its, its resistance again, you know, WTI's resistance at 64.67 and then Brent's at 71.43. So as you will see, 
those prices are very close to its current price. So let's see on how this week goes. If the reports come in and and there is a lot of uh, a lot of volatility to the upside, you can easily break through and then you can have a pretty good upside here in oil and maybe you know Brent will trade at eighty and um, and, and uh, probably the next resistance for WTI is probably somewhere on 70, 75, right? So, so let's see what happens here. Um, major resistance here for oil. Uh, let's hope it, it breaks through and that's good for the economy as a whole here in the US. And let's see what happens. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. I really appreciate it. Uh, please rate us five stars. If you enjoyed it, please follow and subscribe. It really helps us and helps others uh, find this podcast. And hopefully you guys have a great evening until tomorrow. Take care. Please remember this podcast is for information purposes only and presenters will make every effort to provide accurate information, but assumes no responsibility for accuracy. You should not construe any such information or other materials as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there cannot be any assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy or products, or non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in this podcast will be profitable, equal any corresponding indicated historical performance levels, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. Due to various factors, including changing market conditions or applicable laws, the content may not, no longer be reflective of current opinions or positions. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this podcast serves as a receipt or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from your advisor. To extent you should have any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issues discussed, you are encouraged to consult with your professional advisor of your choosing.